All right, guys, we have a very special announcement. It's official. The Bases Loaded Pod is joining the Roto Baller Radio Podcast Network. A little bit about Roto Baller. Since 2013, Roto Baller has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy addicts their fix with player news and cutting edge fantasy analysis. If you didn't know, Roto Baller's 2020 MLB draft kit is already live. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools, including printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points, head-to-head, dynasty, roto, AL only, NL only, you name it, they've got it. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools. These draft tools include printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points leagues, head-to-head, roto, dynasty, AL or NL only, you name it, they've got it. They also offer rankings and projections from the number one most accurate industry expert, Nick Mariano. Not to mention access to their exclusive rankings wizard. Like I said, there's 15. Those are just three. So there's so much more to check out. For a limited time, get your MLB premium pass for 50% off. But wait, it does actually get better. Right now, you can get an additional 10% off if you use promo code BASESLOADED. Just visit rotoballer.com slash BASESLOADED to sign up for your premium pass today so you can dominate your leagues tomorrow. Is loaded and one out. Oh Our my god! Deep to right field, way up there and way out of here! Second deck walk off home run! Grand slash! Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fancy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland, and today it is SP Streamer, aka Mike. You can follow him on Twitter at SP Streamer. He is joining me. It is just the two of us. Just the two of us. All right, you and I. Anyways, I, Mike, can't, I don't know. The, I don't know the last time it was just us two. I don't remember the last time you we were on this podcast because you hate. Oh, uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the last time you we were on was probably two weeks ago, and it wasn't. It was like all four of us. So yeah, it's been it's been a while, man. We went through a run of it just being us two, actually. Yeah, for a little bit. But now it's just. Uh, now it's all me because you. you hate me. <laughs> <laughs> now it's me on every podcast with different people i don't know what's going on man <laughs> things are crazy for both of us though man i guess I'm, I'm gonna tease it for you i hope you don't mind but obviously spstreamer.com is your website and you're hot you hired some writers and you're waiting to hear back but it looks like you're gonna be all but good to go by at least the start of the season or maybe the next couple weeks yeah um basically my goal is to provide content on my website every day and to uh obviously for it to be quality content and so I hired a couple of people um, and I'm really excited because they're all extremely talented and uh, you know, I couldn't be happier with, you know, who I'm adding to my website. Oh, that's all. And that's awesome. And um, obviously the base loaded network, baseloadnetwork.com get going strong, picked up a couple of podcasts to add to the network. And just this is obviously, but it all started with just this bases loaded podcast. Now I am literally in over my head, like I'm constantly looking up and seeing that there's like sharks swimming ahead, uh, over me and I'm sinking far further and further, man. It's, it's, uh, but it's all, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome, I guess. Right. <laughs> it's worth it. Maybe. No, I love it, man. But, uh, enough about that. No one cares about what we have to say about our, our websites. <laughs> they came, they came for information, but before we get to it, please drop that five-star rating and review. It's greatly appreciated. 
with that being said, tonight is all starting pitching. Of course, why, would, why wouldn't it just be Mike and I if it's starting pitching? And the idea, Mike's talked about starting pitching all offseason, and that comes with the territory of being SP Streamer. But what we're going to do is we talked about our top 100, what, in January maybe? Like early January? Yeah. And the idea of this one is going to be talking about ri- rankings, risers, fallers, and a few, we'll, we'll knock out a few sleepers in between. We're going to you know, plant our flag on some guys. And if we have time, get through some of those rankings discrepancies. But before we do that, pitching, pitchers, everything has just been falling apart. There's so They're many crumbling. Injuries. Well, it makes you want to puck. <laughs> See what I did there? Mm-hmm. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it kind of starts off tonight because obviously we were, there's bigger names. But AJ Puck, he's been diagnosed with a mild left shoulder strain. The MRI was taken earlier this week. This week, with no, it showed no structural damage. But it's still concerning after you know pretty much a lost season last year to injury that he just slowly ramped up coming back. He was creeping into my top seventy-five, top seventy. You know, right where the McCullers and all them were going. How does this injury affect his price right now? Um, you're asking me because <laughs> you know there's so many other people on this podcast right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a 73, and with this injury, I mean, obviously, we got to wait to see what happens. But they, they basically essentially said that he's probably not going to make opening day roster, he is not even top 100 now. I mean, <clears throat> he was going to have limited innings anyway, and yeah. now to be even more limited, and that's if, if this even isn't. If this isn't even serious, so um, personally, I wouldn't even draft him. Honestly, I Not was today at least. <laughs> oh yeah, and this is obviously uh, this, this podcast will be out relatively soon, hopefully by tomorrow. So hopefully by the time it's released, we won't. I doubt we'll have any new news. But I'm just wondering, does like he was already going to be limited? What makes you think that this injury won't keep him out long enough to where when he comes back, he won't be anymore? That's what. That's kind of where I was kind of going with it. Well, I mean, it depends on the injury. I mean, what if he's out two months and then he's got to, you know, then he's got to build it back up, and that might take another month. And then it's like, why well, even bother when you're? What are you going to own him for two months? It's no purpose. I just yeah. wouldn't draft. I mean, you know, if I'm drafting before any real news comes out about him, there's I, I'm not going to be taking him. There's, there's no purpose of taking that risk and i mean he's a good pitcher and like yeah he's got upside but um i'm not like so impressed and um that you got enamored him. with him yeah. that i have to have him you know i got you i got you and that kind of leads right into the guy literally in the news section under him tyler Beatty, everyone's favorite kind of coming out of nowhere type of guy you know fat alex fast nick pollock were, was it fast that was really in on him pollock i think both of them really liked him Everyone liked him. Everyone started, yeah, everyone started liking him. And he exited his Cactus League outing Tuesday versus the Rangers due to right elbow tightness. Yeah, and, that's not good. And he went from being a guy that creeped into your top 100 to a guy that's out of it. I think I speak for both of us when I say that. But what's your take on the situation? And I'm guessing, obviously, he's just an avoid at this point. Yeah, same thing. I mean, obviously, that's never good. Um, but yeah, until news comes out, I mean, unless you want to take them last round, there's no point. Now the uh, the big news, I'd say, well, those are pretty big news, but pretty big news pieces. But the big news, Chris Sale has elbow soreness and is being sent for an MRI. We have no new news to what cause what's causing this. 
um this comes right after an illness which i'm starting to wonder was there really ever an illness um was it just like him dealing with this elbow in, uh, injury the whole time they were just ca- kind of calling an illness to give him a chance to get better he pitched and it flared up maybe i don't know maybe i'm overthinking it i'm a conspiracy theorist maybe to a point as well regardless how are you treating chris Sale right now we like i'm drafting in ras bowl or the rat not ras slime Raz Slam, Raz Bulls, the football uh, thing. And he's obviously not being drafted at this point. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, are, is he pretty much a straight avoid? Oh, I think someone did take him. Is he pretty much a straight avoid, though, at this point? Or when when would you be willing to take the risk? Uh, the only time I'd be willing to take him is, like, when you get to, like, your bench. So, basically, like, outside the top 200-ish. Yeah, game. just uh, – I, I don't know. I'm getting the feeling that he's just done. And that's aggravating. Yeah, I'm getting the feeling that's going to come back and he's done for the season. I'm afraid of that too. I have see. I actually have one of my favorite draft champions leagues. I took him late. I paired him with another pitcher, but I took him late because I really liked you know where he was falling. And this was like obviously before the news came out. And it's really aggravating because this is when like drafting early really hurts you. And there's I'm sure there's plenty of other uh, instances where it helps you, but drafting early bittersweet, especially when you start getting hit, hit with these injuries. And another big name guy who it doesn't seem so serious. It's still pretty. Some it's still something to watch at least is Blake Snell. Blake Snell played catch on Tuesday though, so that's good news. But you know he he had the PRP injection in his in his pitching arm, but it was apparently it was like on the opposite side of the, where the UCL is. He's gonna play catch again on Wednesday, um, so it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how he feels after that as well. But I saw on Twitter. I should have wrote down who it was, um, but it was someone who like kind of specialized in injuries. And they said that it sounds like to them that Snell is going to need Tommy John and it may be next year or it could be sooner. And they're just essentially delaying the inevitable right now. Um, I'm worried because of last year and now this, and now this news, and I'm just afraid that he might break down. Um, I, Unfortunately, love his skills and think he's a great player, but I, I, he's not someone willing to take a chance on anymore either. <laughs> so we're because again, this was he had soreness. If I remember correctly, I could I should have read it. I should I wrote it down and I left my notes somewhere. Yeah, it was, he felt sore. Car. Well, no, he said he didn't feel bad. He didn't feel um, bad, but it's not what he want like where he wanted to be. Of course, and it, apparently it's in the same spot he had. Um, loose particles removed yeah. last year so right but that's where I, mean, I didn't i didn't see that but that's odd i mean i've never i mean I've, we've all heard of the loose particles deal but tommy john would really like this would suck man pitching i know pitchers go down every year but i feel like this is way early yeah way this more is, big names. I've, we got hit with a bunch early and I, you and i have both been drafting early as well this offseason so it's been kind of crazy. thankfully i own none of these guys so oh no, no no my two best draft champions leagues had one has sale one has snell so yeah because i i wait on pitching and i usually grab one in the third round or fourth round and those guys were there and so now it's like in those types of formats where it's like 15 teams draft and hold i'm not only am i losing innings but i'm losing elite innings and that's really aggravating anyway no one wants to hear about me commiserate (laughs) mike clevenger we all know he had the the torn meniscus he's already um he's already pitching off flat or at least throwing uh, flat ground sounds like he'll be back by the end of June. Oh, sorry, no, uh, uh, mid-April. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> June. Yeah, could you yeah, imagine? Yeah. April, <laughs> May. They said. 
It says, oh, it says uh, could potentially join the starting rotation mid-April. I would push okay. it. To, I, would, I, I would, doubt they rush him. Yeah, I would push it to May as well. So, so yeah. I would say May first. You know, first week of May. But one month, like, we saw how good Clevenger could be with missing time. One mm-hmm. month is not, one month is done before you know it. Where so would here's, you? Here's oh, my issue. Well, I didn't get a chance to ask. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm staying away completely this year, and it's just because. We've talked about in the past. I'm just convinced that his delivery is just going to keep causing issues. And I mean, this is, it's so you know, first of all, he had the back issues because of it. So what if those come back and now he's having knee issues, which, and I think it's the, the leg he plants on. So like, it's, it's way too risky for me to touch him this year. I feel like I'd much rather sit out and let, you know, if he's successful all year besides the first month, great. Then I'll be eyeing him for the following year, but I'm just not going to take that risk with a pitcher. I got to ask where you rank these mostly Snell Clevenger and Clevenger right now. Cause obviously sale, you're pretty much almost dropping outside your top 100 right now. Like, but as far yeah, as like, um, that's tough. I mean, let me give you a, how about a few would you rathers um snell and clevenger because first off do you would you put those two together right now essentially yeah in rankings? i would yeah i'm keeping them back to back but would you rather have them or kershaw kershaw them or giolito because you rank giolito lower than me giolito okay let's move down a little bit uh Syndergaard. Syndergaard. um paddock so <laughs> I'm testing you because I know how you are with Paddock. So I have Clevenger right now at 21, right above mm-hmm. Paddock. Oh, um, I know. It's, I'm, so, looking at ranks, I'm looking at your ranks as I pick them. So I would stop right there, and that's where I would put Snell as well. So right around the 21, 22 range. So just in the 20s, they would both be. And that's fine because I actually have them right around that 17-18. I think I'm a little higher. I think I'd rather take the chance on them over Glass now still because Glass now has yet to prove that he can stay healthy as well. I think they've all become – I think it's almost like they've all become that injured elite upside tier, but I'd rather take the guys that – the proven commodities. Like, yeah, like Kluber and stuff. Oh, I'm not – you know, I'm a huge Kluber guy. But I'm just, I'm just saying Glass now just because he has the same type of electric stuff without the uh, – without the track record. So it's like right, right. I would I would group him and that he has injury concerns. So I would group him in with Snell and Clevenger personally. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little high. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm still a little higher on Snell and Clevenger than you, but not a whole lot. And yeah, also, very also, small. It, it also depends on format. Like 12 teamers, more likely to take Clevenger and Snell, more likely to take the risk. Yeah, because, yeah, pitching's more deep. and yeah. Exactly. 15 teamers, I might avoid them and go the Kluber yeah. or, or... 100%. But now... As you're a pitching guy. You're willing to wait on pitchers a lot, but all these injuries to top level guys. How do you now address pitching? That as makes a whole? me want to wait even more. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make. I you mean, you could go either. I, I hate. I hate. Don't want to give this annoying answer, but I'm going to. It depends where I'm drafting the first round. If I'm towards the the back and like Degrom falls to me, I will. I will gladly grab him. Um, I'm not willing to use my first round pick on Scherzer or Verlander though. So, you know, Bueller's someone I kind of have a soft spot for, and I would maybe take in the second round, but besides those two, 
I'm not taking pitchers till fourth, fifth round. So, but those fourth and fifth round pitchers went from being Sale, Kluber, Cindergard, maybe, or Kluber falls farther than that. It's weird. Everybody, you and I both rank them. I think a few others rank them early 20s, and he's falling to where you can get him like in like the eighth round. It's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, going back to just a few names, like that, that range went from being Sale and others. So now it's like, well, now you might be getting a Thor there if you're lucky, or That's maybe fun. a pat, maybe a paddock. I'm alright with that. I feel and it's I I am as well, but I hate, dude. I I played the whole Thor as my ace game last year, <laughs> and and it burned me. But apparently, for my your Mets fan, I've read that he's able to throw a slider a little harder again this year. Yeah, um, I'm kind of excited about him, but we'll get to it later. Oh, well, we're yeah, we are because we're gonna just talk about. A little of everything tonight. It's just starting pitching, man. I mean, again, we've talked about – oh, there's one more injury. And this there is. guy – there is a guy. And the, I, I'm sorry. I, we, I'm sick of I, – I just – it's doom and gloom, and I hate injuries. But Hauser, your boy Adrian Hauser, left with a – what was it, a thumb issue or yeah. something? A thumb strain or felt like a strain? It was like a cramp. Mm-hmm. Or, um, it sounds like he's going to be okay. It's yeah, really- there's no worries. They said it was just precautionary. They're calling and- it fatigue. He's saying it was because of fatigue, and everyone thinks he'll be fine. I mean, until he strains not, the forearm. <laughs> I don't think it's a big issue. I mean, I'm sure they'll just rest him for a week or so, then get him back going. So no change as far as like. No, nah, I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't budge him. He's going late enough anyway. Where it's, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. Okay, so this is where we get to play talk about our ranks a little bit because we're going to go into our risers and fallers. Because again, if um, our initial SP breakdown was like an hour and 45 minutes and we did it a while ago so we don't want to spend that much time tonight as much as we love talking baseball of course we want to keep it to about an hour with that said risers and followers you want to give you want to get into your first riser yeah so um it's not like that fun to talk about but uh my my first riser is Degrom. i i moved him up to my number one yes over Cole. Join, join the club yeah, you know, I was tempted to when I first made my rankings and I held myself back, and that was because we didn't really know where Cole was going yet. And um, I was hoping he would stay in Houston and, by some weird chance, but that didn't happen. And, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned this previously. I'm afraid, I'm afraid to take Cole because when players go to new teams, they try a little too hard. And I'm afraid of if, what if he overthrows and – you know, I know Paxton's not as good as him, but I could see him going through kind of what Paxton went through, and there definitely is an adjustment period when you go to Yankee Stadium. So I'm just a little afraid that maybe he starts off a little slow for a month, and you know what you're going to get from DeGrom, and I don't – you know, I would much rather – I think DeGrom overall is going to have a better season than Cole is just because I'm figuring Cole may end up having a slow start. Not to mention, I think historically most players they get mega deals typically. A big de- under, yeah, a big contract too, right? Typically yeah. underperform it, especially the yep. first year. Yeah. I think I think Cole's skill set is elite, but again, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you. I've I'm, I've been I've been on this Degrom over Cole train since almost go. So I'm glad you've uh, come. I, I'm glad you've seen the light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's just uh, it's I, I like that move. I'm. I think my first riser, and I know this is kind of a common name, but it's a guy that needs to be like highlighted, and that's Joe Musgrove, man. 
I had him like in the 50s in my first set of ranks, I believe. And I have him up to 39 now. And a lot of it goes into, obviously, we know his pitch mix is absolutely absurd. If he utilizes it correctly, it sounds like they're going to utilize it correctly. He's looking, he's looking sharp in spring. And I think it was Keller talking about it. Just the new pitch, the new coaches and everything are way more into the analytics they're utilizing them and they're and they're it's going into like, for instance keller's another guy I could you could pick a pirates pitcher and i'm like they're moving up my ranks because keller was talking about how they're you know throwing his fastball up in the zone more utilizing his secondary stuff a little better mm-hmm. so it's like you see they're willing to do that so you gotta think they're gonna utilize that that slider of musgroves along as, as well as you know his other pitch mix and i think musgrove can legitimately be this year's beaver yeah so i agree with that um that's boring it's funny i I feel like i feel like you see all these you know these tweets about these crazy stats or or groupings and musgroves in every single one of them and um you know he's got the killer slider and like you said you know the new coaching staff coming in um hopefully they let them you know throw their breaking balls more and fastballs less and him and keller could definitely you know get you a lot of value on draft day and it sounds like they're going to that's the thing yeah that's what i'm saying like like i'm really excited yeah exactly i mean i've i mean i hope so (laughs) (laughs) i i hope it happens every i feel like everybody in the world's praying that it does so well again it sounds the thing the reason why the reason for optimism at least on my end is it really sounds like they're embracing it early on from what all reports indicate that we've really seen but Yeah. yeah we we aren't too sure yet Who's your next riser? Or do you want to go faller? Do you want to alternate? How do you want to do this? Uh, let's just stick with risers, I guess. All right, go with your next riser. Let's go from happy to sad. Um. <laughs> oh, you, you mean from sad? Dude, we're riding. We are going to ride the emotional roller coaster. We went from sad, doom and gloom injuries. We're, yeah. riding, we're riding a high of players we're high on now. And then we're going to bring you right back to that. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> who needs to pay for sound effects? I got this. my next guy, my next guy on the rise is Noah Syndergaard. That's why I said we'll talk about it later. He, um, he was he was mine. Oh, spoiler alert! We did not discuss this prior to, so I'm gonna have to pick a new one. So you go ahead. Well, uh, all right, whatever. So yeah, I've moved him up in my ranks. Um, I gotta be honest, I was a little Mets biased at the beginning of the year. Except when you're a Mets bias, you usually devalue your players more. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I dove into him. He he's got a legit four pitch mix, and you know he uses that power sinker really well. He pounds in the zone, and um, he really gets batters to miss with his changeup slider and curveball, which have all have all have a swing strike percentage of sixteen point four or higher, which is pretty cool. So, um, you know, if everything gels together with him. And I don't think anyone can really go against this, but like Syndergaard's got a top five upside and, you know, he's done it in the past where he's put up a sub three ERA. So I moved him up in my rankings a little bit just because the upside's there, the pitches are legit and it's just a matter of him putting it together really. Again, I'm I'm with I love I hate that we agree so much tonight, but I'm really with you on the Syndergaard <laughs> thing. Well, cause you know, you and I like to argue maybe the next guy we will, but I'm just, I, when I heard you, you had, I, I was, I was had when I heard, when I heard the whole uh, news about him throwing the slider harder and he's able to do it. And then they yeah. are purpose that when he, when he pitches in spring training, they're purposely getting Wilson Ramos behind the plate to get that level of comfort. Yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. have last year. So right. they're really, they're really working at it. They've improved the bullpen. 
I hate it. He, I'm a scorned lover that I'm, and I'm coming back. I'm forgiving him when I'm coming back. <laughs> and I, I don't have any shares yet, but I plan on rectifying yeah, it. Yeah, I don't either. Well, here's the thing. All these, see, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to do some like less early drafts, but I, I think the early drafts prove invaluable to, in a sense that it just gives you such an intimate knowledge of the player pool that you can make these adjustments throughout the off season. And it's a lot easier because you, you've done so much more research than the average person because you're diving into these early drafts. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends. It could hurt you and help you. It's well, it can just, hurt you when you, you have know. Snell and Sale on your team. Yeah, yes, exactly, I know. exactly. But it, it can help you if you had Luis Robert back when he was going outside the top 100. Mm-hmm. So there's give and take. I'm sure there's – and Musgrove, he's still relatively cheap, but he was definitely going cheaper early in the offseason for sure. Um, anyway, we can move on. And my next riser is Caleb Smith. And this makes me, this makes me feel like a Marlins bias guy, but – I don't know, man. I'm the more every time I look into him, I just think about the first half, or not even the first half. I think it was the first eleven starts, mm-hmm. and he was just looking really sharp. Where'd you put him to? Where'd you bring um, him up to? Do you know? Well, do I do I know? Hold on, I got pulled up. I brought him up to. Uh, he was like in the sixties for me. And now he's made his way into like the fifties. So it's okay. like about ten about ten spots. And it's more or less the um. I'm gonna. I need to look into him more in the spring training results. See how he does, but. I was talking to Nick Pollock at First Pitch Florida, and he was talking about how some of these pitchers are saying that the ball they're throwing with right now feels like the 2017 ball, 2018 ball compared to the 2019 ball. So if that's the case, give me a guy who pitches. Yes, he's a five-ball pitcher, but at Marlins Park with a a ball that's less juice, if that's actually the case, then a lot more balls will stay in the the bar. It will stay in the park. The park. Park. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's how you say it. So right there, that's a boost. We'll see. I'm not going to bank on the ball change. What I am going to bank on is the first half, going back to that, just how good he was. And then the injury happened. And then after that injury came velocity. I believe the velocity dipped a little bit. The pitch mix definitely changed. He was throwing more fastballs. Like he was just trying to almost get through it, it seemed like. And he just every, – like, everything that was proving him to be – like proving to be successful in the first half, pretty much he changed it and altered it. And that's when, like, the demise happened. So I'm more or less betting on the bounce back more than anything else. And I think that the price is right to do so. I have a few early shares. I like him. I'm not saying, oh, my God, you have got to have him. But he's a guy that is fluctuating, you know, 10 spots. Jumped about 10 spots in my rankings. So I think that's why, like, he's worth noting as a riser for sure. Yeah, I I believe in the first half as well. Um, You know, you addressed his home run problem. But, uh, you know – if if that is the fact with the ball that they kind of feel like it's more like 2017 2018 that's awesome and i think that helps someone especially like matt boyd and masiro tanaka as well so i mean tanaka was the the one tanaka was actually the guy that he referenced um making that comment i believe okay So. so yeah i mean if that's the fact i I love all three of these guys. With that I anymore. want oh Boyd. Boyd's another mover for me. I mean, yeah. he wasn't. He didn't make my risers list, but he's a guy I just drafted in TGFBI as my SP three, and I was like, you know what? I'm glad I got my, my SP three. Which, by the way, my TGFBI standings, my projections really hate me because of my ratios. But I showed you my team, and three, pretty much three, of my, three or four of my risers are on that team because I, I'm just buying in. Like, yeah, you know what? It, it's hard. I mean. It's funny, Boyd, um, not to – like, I can't even really be analytical about it. I just have this weird feeling about him that he's going to fully break out this year. I don't know. I have I'm no kind idea of why. Kind of I just you. feel like we're going to go into next season and he's going to be, like, a top 20 guy. I have no idea why, but that's just my feeling. 
I just wish he had a third pitch. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I mean, he's working on the changeup and stuff. We'll see. So who's so is was he one of your follow? Uh, so he's a right. You know what? That's a co riser because we both are really in on. <laughs> we're really on the boy train, and I moved. I actually moved him up. I actually have him in my top forty as well. I think like that's how aggra- I'm being aggressive with him now because mm-hmm. I want. Like, I'm shooting for upside at that point. That's the thing. Maybe I, where where did I put him? Let me find him. I can't even find him anymore because I think. Oh yeah, I did. I put him above. I put him. Up, I put him above Denelson Lamette. Is that is that a mistake? At thirty nine. I put Boyd above Lamette at 39. No, not at all. I have him. Uh, I mean, I have Boyd at 41. Oh, so we are literally a couple spots. Like, I have Boyd ahead of Musgrove, and I have a hard time doing that because I really love both of them. I do, too. I have them back-to-back. Yes, they are back-to-back in my rankings. The guys I'm thinking about moving below them but have, like, the higher floor are, like, Eduardo Rodriguez, which I think I might actually do make that move because I actually the more I look at it. I look. I try to rank them like I like them. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I know I'd rather. I'm moving Erod under them. So David Price and Mad Bum become the two that I'm not sure if I should rank them ahead of them or not. I'm betting on track record more with those two. Those are the guys I have ahead of them right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. You, those guys in that area as well. It's, 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 I know it's like it's nitpicky, but those are the names you have to decide between because you're not getting all those guys in a draft. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like like Soroka. I don't want Soroka, but I still technically have Soroka ranked higher because I think there's a higher floor there. So it's like oh, I hate I hate floor, but you need floor because if if you take a glass now early, you you might want a Soroka over over a Musgrove or a Boyd. Although I think Musgrove is safer than what I'm giving him credit for. But anyway, that's enough of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Your next riser. I think he's kind of safe. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I had a hard time deciding between two, um, but you can I went with both of them. Screw it. All right, no, I I'll know go I said, real I said, quick. I I'll go real quick on both. But... So my uh, one of them is Dylan Cease, and um, that's that for goes, obvious reasons, which yeah. we've all heard was for you know hoping he gets the better control and he changes mechanics and so Maybe it comes, but don't yes. forget Grandall. Like, Grandall's a big well, deal. Well, yeah. So. You know, hopefully, um, hopefully it all comes together. So I did adjust him slightly, and making his debut into my top 100 is Spencer Turnbull. Yes, and this is your as baby. I've been this talking about him, yeah, he's got that great <laughs> slider. I think he could develop that curveball. He actually has a pretty, uh, pretty deep repertoire, and he could go to a couple different pitches. So it's kind of becoming a little breakout guy for me. And uh, I moved him into my top 100. He's in the 90s, but. Still definitely worth it. You straight up, like, between you and – who else is on them? There's another big name. Is it Pollock again? Uh, is this like a pro pitcher no, list? I don't think it is him. Or somebody. It was a, a fast maybe. Is. It's somebody Somebody big name like that. <laughs> it's whatever. It's becoming a full-on where uh, just I'm just calling out. I'm just giving everybody – trying to give everybody credit because I know – again, I know it's you and somebody else that are really big on turnball. And I can't yeah, exactly I remember. remember, so it doesn't really matter. No. But there is a guy that I've kind of been targeting, and I think it's more of a higher four play late in uh, late in drafts. And it's because he's developing a new pitch, and that's Joey Lucchese. Like, he's kind of forgotten, and I wasn't in on him early in the offseason. And then you look at what he's done, 130 innings in 2018, 163 last year. The K-walk the K- kind of took a hit last year, but he's a low four ZRA guy. In 2018, he did have a 3.45 X flip. And he's just, you know, he offers that high floor. And, again, it goes back to that how you want to draft. But 
I haven't quite landed on a spot for Lucchese. I think it's in the mid-50s as well, you know, right there around. He's pretty much right, – right now he's back like in the mid-50s right behind Caleb Smith, and I think he's just that high-floor guy I'd rather like, – I like to take a chance on. And that I want to see how that new pitch develops because if the new pitch develops to be anything, he could take a step forward and get back closer to the to the um, the K rate from 2018, which, excuse me while I find that. I scrolled past it. His K rate, oh, actually, his K percentage in 2019 wasn't even that bad, 23%, <laughs> but it was 26.5 in 2018. And if he can get back to that, and the you know the KMS walk rate was also uh, almost 4% higher in 2018, if he can make some of these adjustments to get back to that while being a low four ERA guy, these days, a low four ERA guy is not bad, especially if he can get you such a like a, like a 26% K rate. So I'm, I'm, I'm buying into Lucchese. I've grabbed him in some leagues because he's going late. And I don't know, I'm a fan. Um, so I'm not a fan. Sweet, finally, it's about time. <laughs> um, I think he's just average. So he I has. Said, I said he, floor. <laughs> like, what do you want? Yeah, he, I mean, I, I'll admit, you know what you're probably gonna get from him. I don't know about the new pitch. We haven't really seen it yet. Um, his sinker, it's not a power sinker, and I don't normally like sinkers that are not power sinkers because usually they don't hold up well. And I mean, he, he does have a, he's got a decent changeup. It's nothing great. Um, he definitely still needs to take that a step forward for him to be successful. So I kind of just see him as like, essentially what you said is kind of like a low fours ERA pitcher. But the problem is, is I don't see any upside. It it's all banking on that pitch, to be honest. I know, but like, how much are you gonna really bank? How much okay. are, like, are you really gonna draft a pitcher hoping that a new pitch works out? No. So but, okay, let me. I, just, I mean, I just I'm don't talking about see in the sixties, like, or 50, they say fifties. Yeah, I said fifties. So fifties, maybe. Okay, so I mean, I have him in the seventies, but but you're telling me that you're moving him up, and like, I don't yeah, think he, it's he's worthy to move up, even with a potential new pitch. I mean. Who knows how it's even going to perform? People, you know, pitchers develop new pitches and they suck. <laughs> it happens. No, you're right. You're I mean, right. I, but but to to back you as well. I mean, hey, I mean, Montas got that splitter and look what he did for him last year. So you never really know. But I'm not going to be one to move him up. Honestly, I moved him up over guys like Tanaka. I'd rather take the chance on Lucchese over guys like um, John Gray. Um, maybe I haven't quite settled on a spot for him. 50s is a little tough because I'm looking at my ranks now, and um, there are other guys like Dylan Cease I've moved up. Guys, I still have to move up, so maybe he falls closer to the 60s range, like the mm-hmm. you know the low 60s. So we wouldn't be so far off if that's the case. But right now, like as I'm doing this, but I have to actually get my um, – when I'm done recording, I'm actually going to knock these SP rankings out. So this will probably be updated, and people are going to listen to me and be like, oh, he's a top 50 pitcher or 55 pitcher for Mike. No, might end up being closer to 60 to 65. But with that said – uh, I'm I'm still I'm still high on him. He's definitely a mover because he was in my 70s, I believe. I think I took him out of my 60s or 70s. I don't remember. I I, I know he was lower. I moved him up. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I, mean, I wish I noted where I took him from. <laughs> yeah. My other worry too with him is he's kind of. Um, I think he relies on deception a little, a little too much, and I feel like hitters start to catch on. And you know, the third time through the lineup, he's pretty bad so well let me i'll give you some names well and that's fine in today's game because uh he, he pitches for a team i mean for, yeah they can work around it but yeah. still but so for instance here's a um here's a few names i put them ahead of uh like i said i mentioned john gray and i mentioned who else or i forgot who else but guys like um 
Dustin May, Brandon McKay, Michael Kopech, guys I had ahead of them initially because, you know, how long do I do my ranks? Um, Dylan Bundy, like Domingo Herman, obviously, since the suspension. Chirinos, who you know I don't care for. These are guys that were ahead of him that I put him that I put him ahead of. It becomes him. It becomes a question of him versus McCullers. Like I'm not a huge McCullers guy because I want innings, but McCullers looks great. So it's like I'm probably gonna take McCullers most times over him. But if I already went high upside, this is kind of a fallback four guy. And you know me, yeah. I like my four guys, but I do think I'm, I was a little again. I think I was a little say I was a little aggressive saying mid fifties because I'm looking at some of the guys I still have to address my rankings and. He'll probably fall into the mid sixties, which is probably more fair. And you probably want to, you probably wouldn't have such an issue with that. So, no, exactly. So I was a little, like I, said, I was a little aggressive initially. But you, yeah, but uh, but what? Seriously, what? but you picked him up as your moving up guy. Now you're moving him down. <laughs> I know. Well, not that I'm moving him down, but I moved him up so much. I moved him up so much, and it was more of like a a placeholder for him until yeah, I thought I, I wanted yeah, to put him. So he went from my he he was in my seventies. I put him up into my fifty five. I just put him at fifty five. But now the mm-hmm. more I'm looking at it, the more I have to adjust these. He's going to move back into my 60s for sure. So still a guy who moved up just not as much as I initially yeah. thought. Yeah. So he's a, he's a, he's an, he's just a, he, he got a, he's a nudger. He's not a riser. He's a nudger. All right. <laughs> and uh, I think, was there one more I wanted to talk about? I don't really, I don't think anybody wants to hear me ramble on and backpedal on anybody else. Let's go to pleasure of falling. All right. On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a brief break and we'll be right back with you after a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Can we just talk about – we talked about, like, every single injured player. <laughs> that's a guy – that's a thing. Um, for me, it's simple. I mean, I know we're going to give – I'm giving you a group because I was higher on them, and it goes back to that whole Dustin May, Brandon McKay, Michael Kopech. Mm-hmm. I had them grouped together. They've all fallen pretty drastically down, like, pretty much the back end of my top 100 just for the upside purposes. But none of them are pretty – it doesn't look like any of them are going to be pitching coming out of uh, spring training or coming into the season, you know? Yeah, um, McKay is one of my players that have fallen um, pretty significantly because, you know, it sounds like the Rays have uh, two spots for three pitchers and it looks like it's going to Sharinos and Yarbrough. I'm sure McKay will get in there. Um, I'm starting to get really worried about those three, though, because the more and more I think about it is the more and more I think that the Rays are just going to be shuffling them and I could see all three of them only getting like 120 innings or so. Good for So (laughs) What? It's good for our bet. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm starting to get worried about those three, and I kind of have shifted all three of them down, and uh, I kind of don't want any part of it. I think it's going to be a big headache. Come okay, question, days. question, Savale or Yarbrough? Because <sighs> we already have a bet that Savale like – if you, I would love to hear you already conceding defeat, and I'm going to get my Well, no. Yet. Well, how many innings did Savale pitch last year? I don't know, but I'm sure he'll hit. I'm looking. So he pitched last year. Stat. You think they're gonna? I think I think combined four, like over four, five, six, seven, uh, hundred thirty innings. Yeah, so he'll say, probably go to one fifty, one sixty, maybe. Um, that's about fifty more innings in your projection. Yeah, I mean or... he's more settled into a role, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. But all projections have him only hitting one hundred forty innings. Projections taken the last three years of if if aggregated data and all that like it's like how do you only project the guy ten more innings? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I would only take him just because of playing time. But I mean, if you put those two in a vacuum and let's say they both put up on trains, I would bet Yarborough has better innings. That's not gonna that's not gonna help you win your bet though. 
So, I mean, you can try just. Well, we put a minimum, right? What's the minimum? Did we put a minimum? I'll have to look it yeah. up. Actually, I actually, I always put a minimum on my bets. It might, have been it might have been like a hundred inning, like something small like that. Probably. Maybe, All right, maybe so Yarbrough will probably still beat him with 120 innings. Uh, we'll, we'll look up the we'll look up the innings in them because I wrote it down. Oh wait, here's the bets. I have like a whole thing of bets. Let's find oh out. God, right, I got it. It's um, ooh, somebody bet me Degrom over Cole. I I took that bet from somebody already. Uh, Julie over Kershaw. You in, oh no, I don't have, I don't it, have any. There? I don't have any innings pitched minimum. We'll make uh, one. We'll make it one. We'll make it one. Whatever. We'll make it one. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Who yeah, was the fine. Tony? Who was the Tony Disco bet against? It was. For some reason it's not written down here. El Contra. Yeah, which makes you realize you're wrong, right? No. Okay. I'm 100 right. Which, for people who don't know, Mike and I on the very first episode had such differing opinions on people that we went ahead and made these little bets. And there's a Scherzi on the line. Nothing special, just a fun little side bet. So I get Tony Disco versus Alcantara. You get, I get Savali versus Yarbrough. I'm going to have two new jerseys. I'm an extra large. Just keep that in mind. I live in Florida, so the shipping's going to be extra. But back to the stuff that people want to hear. Another faller. Faller? I feel like a faller. The fallen. Fallen, yeah. Like this right. podcast is going down the uh, train. Um, I don't know. I, kinda, I, I said all three. Those were like the big three for me. Mm-hmm. I'm having, I had a hard time really finding other ones that were like obvious. Well, so, um, I mean, I dropped my colors, but that's kind of obvious because they put the 120 limit on. I did drop, as we just talked about, I did drop Alcantara. There we go. Um, I'm just trying to tamper my expectations because he does kind of lack a second offering. He's got the power sinker is legit and amazing. Um, but, but his sliders get. lackluster, his changeup needs to some work, and um, he needs to throw his changeup more, in my opinion. So I do have to see some more from him. Um, but again, he does have one great pitch, so I still think he's going to be good and probably provide value. But I currently have him at 62. And in okay. case you're wondering, I have Discofani 82. I know you're really low on Discofani, which is fine. I'm okay with that. And that kind of can lead us right because again i don't really have a lot of um do you have any other followers I'm looking, oh, I, I guess you know what i guess technically lamette is a follower for me because i had lamette i think as early as like 35 i believe at one Oof. point yeah i moved him down to 41 right now yeah i'm in 44 and i might move him down below mike minor i haven't decided yet mike minor robbie ray kind of where i'm in that range and but yeah he's another guy that's um just following because he still only has that one pitch. Like it's 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 classified as two, but it's one. That curveball, slider, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That's all he's got. <laughs> With a fastball that. Yeah, it's just one pitch essentially. Yeah, he's gonna be Robbie Ray. I'm telling you, he's gonna have a high K percentage and get blown up games. And so it's like, who do you? I I I'd rather take. I, th- I think I'd rather take Lamet over Ray for the home park purposes. But for me, they're like literally back to back. I'd rather Ray. Do you think just a better track record? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. This goes back to upside versus track record, but they are back-to-back. And he did lower his walk percentage last year, so. I'm not buying. Don't even try to sell me on Ray. I know what he is. (laughs) He's, like, early 40s in my rankings right now. Like, No, bro. Cy Young winner, I'm telling you. (laughs) What do you think about Carmart, man? What's going on with him? Uh, Yeah, so um, I actually have a piece coming out tomorrow. So on, pitchers, on pitchers that are SPRP eligible. And I kind of I kind of like him where he is because, uh, interestingly enough, I feel like 
when you draft him, if he's in the rotation, you get value. And if he ends up being the closer, you get value also. So I feel like no matter which way it goes, um, I kind of dig it. But I think – was it him or was it someone else I saw? Was, did, did it come out that he, they were throwing him out there as a starter? I don't remember seeing if there was any. I'll look it might have been you. somebody else. Someone, someone I saw that, and I was like, "Ooh, that's nice." <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, either way, I think you're getting value where he's going in drafts. Um, I have him at 63 on my list. Gotcha. Yeah, I see. I have him higher than that. Why am I? I think I'm too high on him because I, I need to temper. I got to put him into the. Because even when he, even if he, um, he's limited. He's a regardless. starter. Like I have no doubt that he'll be good, but th- you know there is a um, hit. He doesn't get that many K's. So who are some guys? Definitely hold him back. I was gonna say, who are some guys that you have ahead of him that you think maybe I probably like? Who are there? Has to be a few guys that you're questioning having ahead of him. Um, real quick though, uh, so looking on Roto World, they're saying it appears he is locked in to be a star, uh, a starter next season because they let him go three innings. I, I'm looking at. I just pulled inning. it up too. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like he is going to be. A he starter. appears to be locked into a starting role in St. Louis to begin the season. Uh, I, I have move him up. I, I have him at 48. I think right I'll now. move him up. I have him at 48, right a spot ahead of Urias because I think he's going to pitch a few more innings. But I, you can talk me into Urias over him. Like, that's not a problem. I might yeah, move Urias right. ahead of him. Well, you, I wonder how many innings you think they're going to let him go. 150, maybe? 130, 150? I, he's back, he, he goes right into that bucket of, of uh, Lance McCullers. Yeah. But do I want Lance? Like, like I need to move. Oh, I have Maeda down there. I gotta, see, I got, I'm adjusting my rankings. So Martinez will probably fall into the mid-50s again. But not, calling him a follower isn't fair because, again, I'm still adjusting my rankings. I'm behind on them. I'm playing with them, so I apologize. But we wanted to record a podcast just talking about pictures that we've changed opinions on, essentially. So excuse my wish-washy answers at the moment, but you'll probably get an updated rankings of mine within a week of this podcast. So it'll all I, be set in stone. I really like um, I like the the bats projection for Carlos Martinez, which is 116 innings pitch with the 8K per nine and 384 ERA. I can totally see him have doing that. Um, you know, he's got a really good defense behind him, which is great too. So I, I see that as being a realistic projection. For Do you him. rather have him or Herman Marquez? Oh, I'd rather have him. I'm not taking any Rockies pitcher ever. <laughs> That's what I was, him or Fultonevich. I'd rather have him. Uh, by him, I have I mean Martinez. Well, uh, I have yeah. Martinez lower than him on my latest rankings, but that was because it was before it was announced that he was officially a starter. Do you rather have? Well, Carlos not that it's been announced, but you know. it's pretty much. Well, it says, it, yeah. it says he's locked in. Yeah. Would you yeah. rather have Carmar or? I'd rather have him than Manaya. Tell you that. That's actually, um, it's funny that because I probably I have that. Probably right. put him right around fifty-one ish. I'd yeah, probably yeah. move him up like ten spots. Yeah, I actually put him at forty-nine behind Urias, and I'm a little bullish on Odorizzi. Damn, you have Urias that high? I like the upside and potential. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking Ugh. at. Well, yeah, but he's only going to get how many innings? 150 innings, probably. The same, the same you're expecting from Martinez. It goes back to preference. It's a big tier right here because I might move Kenta Maeda ahead of them, obviously. I think Maeda has to move up. But then what? Caleb Smith over Urias and Carmart? No. Jordan I think, Casey got, I think you have Urias a little too high, man. Where would you uh, – he, he only pitched 80 innings last year. 
He'll probably throw 140, 150 this year. More than uh, Carmart pitched I'd, last year. I'd probably say 120-ish, maybe 130. Because it's the Dodgers? Yeah. And okay. that just tamp. Like, I'd much rather take these, take a lot of pitchers that are going to go full season than that. I, I love Urias, too. I think he's got ridiculous stuff. His fastball is unbelievable. But I, I, just, don't, I just don't know who you – I'm trying to see who you would take over. I'm looking for your rankings right now. Um Everyone in front of him. I mean, looking, I, I, yeah. I know I have Marquez there, but oh, I dude, you have, have you have you have Urias at sixty. We're talking ten picks, essentially. Mm, I thought you said like or, I said forty nine. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said forty one. No, no, forty nine and forty eight. Okay. I have him right now. Forty eight, and that's what right. that, and that's with considering Maeda ahead of them because I think Maeda is a lock for more innings, but that's not even a sure thing because of his dumb contract. I think he's going to get it. I mean, the other worry is that if the Twins are competing, why would they, you know, keep him in then? But I have him at 40, Maeda. Ooh, okay. You're definitely – that's one of those discrepancies. I like Maeda. I think the skill set's legit. I just don't know how to trust him. I'm torn on where to put him, honestly. He's going to make my – he's going to be in my 40s, but I haven't decided where because there's that Luke Weaver, Kyle Hendricks – Ryu t- uh, area, and I think he fits into the Hendricks and Ryu area with a little more upside. But then mm-hmm. I like guys like Heaney that I just, I, you know me, I like the target upside. So it's really hard for me. And every draft, that's why I do tiers because every draft will determine like how these guys go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, Paxton, James Paxton's going to miss. He's, he's ahead of schedule, but he's still going to miss a good part of the year. Where do you put him and what do you expect from him? Um, I have him. Crap, you know, I just saw him too. You have him at 58 right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know he's out of schedule, but I, I basically put him around guys that are going to be limited inning-wise as well, but are going to give you quality innings. And so he's literally right around Paxton. Uh, Pax, he's literally around <laughs> right before Urquidy, Urias, and McCullers and Alex Wood. So I kind of think, I put him in that grouping because I am pretty confident that that grouping is going to all give you quality innings. It's just the question of how many. And with Paxton's injury, obviously he's not going to put up, you know, a lot of innings. So uh, I thought it was appropriate to put him there. I hate that Alex Wood is a thing because it ruins my whole stripling as a thing. Yeah, he's so good though, man. And and you see his velocity is like way up right now. Yeah, but in in a few innings, Uh, that's why he's at sixty-one. Kikuchi's velocity is up right now, but Kikuchi's you want to go back to Ryzen? Kikuchi is like is a terrible pitcher. But is he though? Because he came over from he came over from Asia and was supposed to be something at least decent. I'm not saying he's going to be anything special, but I think he's going to crack my top 100. I'm not sure yet. Oh, that's absurd. I'm talking about at, like, 100, though. Like, that's I need a pitch. Mm, well, okay, fine. Him or <laughs> – listen, we've had – we've had – we have since had to drop Griffin Canning out, Louis, Louis Severino, possibly Snell, or possibly Sale. Like, we are looking – like, I'd rather have – I'd rather take Kikuchi over Julio Tehran. I hate Tehran. Uh, no, you're, you're just talking stupid now. I don't like, you like Julio <laughs> Tehran? I don't like. I just don't like Tehran. I've never been a Tehran guy. It, it, yeah, but he puts up a sub four year every year. Well, I, I don't know. How, like about how does he do it? Like it, the, he's one of those guys who just magically beats the underlying numbers, and nobody knows why. Essentially, I hate. But he it. Ke- keeps doing it. So I why hate, would he stop now? I refuse to accept it. Like <laughs> I just refuse. I, and he's going to a team that actually plays to his strengths as far as slider usage. So I shouldn't 
hate it, but I I just can't do it. I don't know. I just I probably I don't know. Kikuchi, I'm just he reworked his mechanics. He's, I can't get behind him. I just can't. You just got really loud. He's Holy just, crap! Did I really? Yeah. I didn't do anything. Maybe it's my headset. I don't know. I just I don't know. Um, he just sucks. I mean, his his four seam was terrible last year. But he reworked his slider, which was his best pitch, wasn't even that good. His curveball wasn't good. Listen to these WRC plus on his pitches. Four seam, he left 174 WRC plus slider, which was his apparently best pitch. 123 WRC plus, and his curveball is 175 WRC plus. I, I'm leaving him on so the wire. I mean, if his mechanic, if his mechanics fix and he becomes a much better pitcher, awesome and more power to you if you take him. But there's no chance I'm taking him over higher upside guys. Higher upside, I wouldn't call Tehran the higher upside. I'll call him higher floor. Okay, there's still no chance I would take him over high floor guys either. I don't. I just. I rather take the gamble on potential than, uh, especially at the back end of my top 100. Which, by the way, I think. Yeah, but there's is, no proven track record that he is. But I just. I don't. Know. I can't. I'm not, say saying I'm not saying proven track record. I'm just willing to bet on the potential because of the fact that you know he was touted to be at least like an SP3 type coming over from Asia, if I remember correctly. And he reworked his uh, velocity, and he's showing increased uh, velocity on his fastball and slider early in camp. So we'll see. Like I said, I, more or less, I want to see if that turns into anything. I'm not saying he's anything special. I'm not saying he's a must-draft guy. We're, we're arguing about literally the difference between pick 100 or ranking 100 and probably 120 because you can argue 20 different guys for that last spot in your top 100. So if, if it makes you feel better, I'll leave him off, and I'll put him as the – just missed the cut. No, you do you, man. It's your rankings. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like he's he's still one. Okay, you could argue he's a top one hundred and twenty guy, but you can also argue the t- last twenty could be in your top, like inside the top ninety as well. Like it's just such a it's a preference thing at that point. I just want. I think I'm willing to take a chance on the um, potential there, literally as guy for free. But most drafts you don't have to draft him, and he's probably going to be on your waiver wire. So it's just you. I bet you stream him. I bet you you stream him early in the year. Not early. If he's showing signs of life, then maybe yes. But there's no chance. It, for the first two weeks, there's no chance you'll see his name on my streamer. Mark it down, everybody. Two weeks, no Kikuchi. So, <laughs> so when he gets that if I, primo, if I do, just yell at me and I'll deactivate my account. He gets that. He gets that primo Detroit. Like there's. A I'd pre- rather so many pitchers over. I'd rather Shoemaker. I'd rather Newcomb. I'd rather Arietta. Arietta, see that's yes. no. Like, that's, I'd rather have the same picture. Lester, I'd rather Eflin. No. I'd rather Lauer. I'd Eflin, r- Eflin, I can I can kind of get behind. I always have this weird thing for Eflin. Like <laughs> I, I can't quite quit him, but it gets weird. Like Alex Cobb, like maybe. I'd rather Alex Cobb. <laughs> you I'd rather Smiley. Smiley's interesting, man. Don't don't don't. The only one, the only person I would take him over is that Jay Hat. Sorry, I forgot. I can't curse on this podcast. <laughs> you take him over who? Jay Happ. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. How about I'd rather Fee- take you on the mound over Jay Happ. <laughs> I could, I, I could, that throw, guy. I could, I could probably get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. For those who don't know Mike, for those who don't know Mike at all, uh, this guy over here. He when he doesn't like you for whatever reason, he holds true to it. And it's like 
Oh yeah. I I know you're thinking of, there's a name Uh, in the industry that I am not a fan of. There's a few names and once, and then unless it takes a little, even when you meet them and realize they're nice guys, you still have like, you're still apprehensive to buy (laughs) in. So I'm all about first impressions, you know? That's the thing. It's not fair because you never actually met these guys. You're basing your first impressions. You're basing your first impressions, especially on on industry guys, based off podcasts and other interactions that you've never had with them. That's just that's just ignorant. False. The main guy that uh, we don't have to talk about. I'm not saying his name, but the main guy I have a grudge about. I did have a little uh, conversation with, and that's why I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Hate. Oh goodness. And you know, we actually like. Oh goodness. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put, I'm gonna timestamp this part as who Mike hates. Good. And people will learn all about your your because of one minor interaction back before you were providing content, probably. No, like, I like just started. <laughs> yeah, like that like that counts. Like when you just started, people don't realize I I I, I randomly I, I saw your account. I, I actually brought you over to SF FSGN and now look at this. Like look at where it's blossomed to. God, I hate you. Like you're, you hate people. I hate you for hating people. There's no reason to hate anybody, man. It's supposed to be fun. God, you angry individual. Anyway. It's really only one person. That's it. Uh huh. So, anyways, let but me anyway. hear. I want to hear. I want to hear your. Sucks. I want to anyway. hear. I want to. I want to hear your J A J A Hap issues. Like, what is your reasoning for not liking them? Well. <laughs> If you want to know the main reasons, because he royally screwed me last year, and I had him on one of my teams, and I kept holding on to him, and he was basically just a big a hole, and wasn't so, what I thought so he was because, be. because he and then I drop him, and then he has a great last month, and just screws me over even more. So I just hope he never touches the mound again. By the way, I uh, already dropped Kikuchi out of my top one hundred. Good, <laughs> as you should. Well, because I'm going through. Yeah, you're right. Like you'd be lucky if you make my top 300. <laughs> you're just ridiculous. Right <laughs> I I think there's something there. I think he's worth grabbing. And obviously, AL only. That goes without saying. But 15 teamers with like when you need innings. So yeah, he he's he's closer to that 125-ish range. You're probably. I, I was I was just getting a little excited about the. I, it goes back to what Dylan Cease is doing. Increase you know the increase in velocity and the mechanics change. Just it's interesting. He's, he's a guy. He is a guy. I am looking. Like, okay, yeah. He's not gonna crack my top one hundred, but I am gonna be watching to see what he does early on because you never know. That type. I like. Remember, what's my favorite thing, Mike? What's my favorite thing? Tangible change. And that's what he's showing, correct? I'm not gonna right. respond. Exactly. <laughs> you just yes. Don't want, yes, yes. Yes. So obviously. So what it is is that maybe. Obviously, putting him on top 100 was a little aggressive initially. But, again, I already dropped him out because I found somebody else I wanted to add. But uh, he's just – I don't know. I, I, I get excited for stuff like this. And by over if, – if, if you want to call this an overreaction by putting him at pick 100 or ranking 100, so be it. There's, like – you can argue 30 different guys. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not there right now. He, I don't <clears> know. We'll see what happens when I finish my rankings. I'm looking really, I'm really looking forward to completely updating him and reposting him because I, I love I – I love SP rankings. They're so much fun. So, this leads me to the um, – I guess the final part of this podcast, which we talked a little discrepancies along the way, including a random tangent of who you hate. <laughs> which might be the actually the best part of this podcast. I don't know yet. 
<laughs> this we're gonna we're gonna talk about planting our flag, and this isn't the time to argue with me, Mike. Okay, not. <laughs> no, this isn't the time. But I'm gonna let you. I don't know how many names you want to talk about. I know there's a couple guys that you just you're getting everywhere. You're like, yeah. and they're your guys. And yeah. Well, before we even get to those guys, do you, by any chance, does do any of them have like nobody else on on them with you? You asked me to basically kind of jot down people. I mean, pictures who I'm getting on basically every team. Um, yeah, so I have planting the, your flag. It's called I planting ha- your flag. All right. So I have the obvious uh, three, which we've already talked about. Is well, uh, one I talk about every day is Max Fried. I'm getting him everywhere. Uh, same as Turnbull and Seas. The two guys I'm also weirdly getting everywhere, and one of them is not one I expected. So the first one is Daniel Norris, who I have been talking about recently. I talked about in the past too, but. All I know is Toby at Baffle Crazy. He's the only one who actually talks about him as well. So he's not too much of a known guy. Um, I just really like his stuff. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, they limited last year because in 2018 he didn't pitch that many innings. So I think they kind of just let him go this year. And he's going like ridiculously late. And the other pitcher that surprisingly I have on a lot of teams is Nathan Ivaldi. Um, don't do it to me again. I refuse. Dude, I can't. His I stuff can't. looks so good right now. And I kind of liked him coming into this year too, as a little rebound candidate. I mean, it's hard not to like him because all of his stuff is just so filthy. And it, the movement on his pitches are like, when you watch it, you're just like, wow, this guy looks absolutely amazing it always i always Um, wondered why he didn't strike more people out man that always frustrated me yeah well i think he kind of broke out in 2018 and then just something you know i think it was just one of those things last year you started off bad it got into his head mentally and just kind of screwed him for the whole year and i mean he looks great and with his adp i i don't have uh, nfbc up but i know he's going really late essentially free and I've been taking a shot on him in almost every draft, hoping that maybe, you know, he goes back to that 2018 form and will provide you a lot of value. Uh, I just don't want to do it. Like, I, I guess because last year I bought, I was so bought into it. And I had so, he's another guy that burned. I get me. it. Yeah. I, he, like, he's, he's, um, he's my J.A. Hap, except for I don't yeah, hate him. He burned a lot of people last year, a lot of people. And so yeah. I get it. I'm I guess <laughs> I'm I'm just not in the mood yeah. to deal with it. Yeah, that's fine. I understand it. Uh, you know me. Every draft I get him, and I'm overly like optimistic on him. It's obviously Tony Disco, Anthony Discafani. I feel like I don't need to really talk about him too much. I've talked about him playing yeah. on this podcast. Long <laughs> story short, second half there were some changes. Production improved. You saw a couple pitches change movements and RPM improvements. So I'm wondering if Bauer got in his head a little bit, maybe showed him a few thing or two about how to grip, uh, change his grips, and maybe with it came success with the, the on on those pitches. He also had an arm slot change. I'm wondering what a full offseason can do in that with that team. He pitched like I think 150 innings last year, so maybe he'll throw 160, 170 this year. So I'm gonna go ahead and buy in on Tony Disco, and I get him. I think I have 100% ownership in all my leagues. Maybe one league I don't have. Like, I just get him everywhere. Another guy I seem to be getting a lot of is Joey Lucchese, which we talked about earlier, so I'm not going to harp on that one too much. But other than that, like, I, I'm not getting a lot of the same deeper guys. I'm, get, I'm getting a lot of Justice Sheffield. That's because I've just been – in the leagues I play in, he's relevant because he's just so such a deep name. I like that. But I've been getting a lot of Justice Sheffield. Like, without even trying, he's, like, one of those deep league targets I've been getting a lot of. And just you said because again it gets to a point like right now TGFBI we're working on our on our reserve rounds and I need innings I want I, I actually got Spencer Turnbull but uh 
I'm looking at like, why not Justice Sheffield? Like, why am I not going to like, so I'm going to probably end up getting Justice Sheffield on this team as well, just because I don't see why you shouldn't be getting him. I mean, the slider's good. Um, the pedigree's there. And he's on a team that he's, he's at a good home park and on a team that shouldn't really limit him. Like, I don't see the the concerns there. You know, there is a guy I actually meant to ask you about. He's an injury guy. Is Cole Hamill still in your top 100 somehow? Yes. You know, you know uh, there's no timetable no time for his return. I'm really torn on keeping him in my top 100. Um, and that's the only reason yeah. why. I mean, this Great was – um, yeah, I mean, I think I did this before. It doesn't matter to be cleared. Um, <laughs> either way, I just, I just, he's not my top. I, I'm. They're saying he won't throw for two more, at least two more weeks. Yeah, that's why I'm like, and that's just throwing. We're talking about. Yeah, they're, they're essentially and... thinking he probably will miss the first month of the season. Just the it depends month. where he's. Yeah, it says just – they said probably the first month, and he could still get 27 starts in. Um, I mean if, – If it's only the first month, I'm cool with him being I'm in the back I'm leaving him in, yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like, do I want to take a Justice Sheffield or a Cole Hamels? I think Cole Hamels is, I think Cole Hamels is better, but with, with Justice, you're betting on the, the, the youth, you're betting on the uh, health, and you're betting on the upside, but Hamels is obviously the better pitcher. Like, it's not a matter of who's better. It's a matter of who's going to pitch more for my team this year between right. the two. Yeah, um, I would drop Hamels. I got him at 65. I'd probably drop him around 80 with Kopech. And what are your expectations with Kopech? That's a fun name. I, he's so tough because he's blocked. Maybe? But he's yeah. blocked. So you got to wait on – I mean, you you got to assume Gio Gonzalez probably get injured. I mean, he doesn't record. <laughs> or they or they limit him and then bring in Kopech. Um, I'm just a little afraid maybe they just end up – put in Kopech in the bullpen. I don't – I mean, not forever, but, you know what I mean, like to get him yeah. some innings this year. Um, he's just so, like, up in the air, and that's why I have him where I have him in the 80s. But, man, he could be so good. His fastball is just absurd. It's got so much rise to it, and he pumps it in there high 90s. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's blocked currently, so it's tough to kind of gauge him. I'm just trying to grab a few more interesting names before we get out of here. Been to about an hour. I just like to, you know, take uh, Miles Mikolas. You know, what that injury? What do you think about that? Um, I actually don't even. I haven't even looked into it. <laughs> I even though I took him in NFC, I took him like really late though. Um, resume playing catch around March 11th. That'll be three weeks. We'll begin the season injured list, but ready to rejoin end of April. So missing a month as well. Um, I mean, he's definitely still in my top 100. He's, I think I saw somewhere that he wants to, he either was said he was going to, or I don't remember, but he said, he basically we're hoping he throws a slider more because that's yeah. what he did in 2018 and threw it harder. And that's why he was so successful. Um, again, they still have a great defense behind him and he's the ground ball pitcher. So that's always good. And I think he's worth a shot because if he does use a slider more and throw it harder and nothing else has really changed, I mean, he could potentially see, you know, a sub four year a guy. So I got to ask you this to end the show because you are the streamer guy. Have mm -hmm. you start, first off, have you started looking at early season schedules already? 
Um, I have not. I did see one tweet. Someone was talking about it. Um, I forget what team. There's a couple teams that play like Detroit a lot and stuff. Um, to be honest, I've been so busy doing things. I haven't gotten <laughs> yeah. to it. But I did plan on – so like during the year, I am doing like streamer rankings and stuff. And I plan on the next week or two really looking into that stuff. But cool. not quite yet. Yeah. So then I was say then not don't worry about talking about it. Okay, so there. Okay, this is truly the last question, Mike. Are there what pitchers are just outside your top one hundred that you really think that like that you had a hard time leaving out? Honestly, I have to. Look. I got I got, I got a list of pitchers here. I'll throw some names out there. Uh, Logan Webb, Ross Stripling. Uh, I'm just throwing names out the bottom half. Like obviously, probably already in them. Jordan Lyles, Freddie Peralta. Um, Freddie Peralta is gonna make my top one hundred. I don't know if he's making yours or majors. I didn't see him. Um, Bassett is another decent one. Gonsolin, um, Roark, who's trash. Porcello, who's trash. But I can understand it. Um, this is uh, all, I'm not. I'm obviously not going to keep this. Rich Hill, if you think he's going to throw enough quality innings. Yeah, I mean, definitely if he's on the mound. Well, um, I'm, I'm. I'm editing. So no one really. Him. No one really sticks out to me. I mean, I. I did find um, – I do like Bassett a lot, actually, and it's not – you know, not that I am voting for injury, but with the puck injury, I mean, now he looks like he'll be in the rotation. Um, he made some interesting second-half, you know, changes. Uh, Lindblom's another one I was kind of close on. Um, who else? Let me he, see. Lindblom is one of those – why not type of guys like you just throw them at the end of your rankings hey, grab you know grab them for a bench spot throw them at the end of your rankings yeah. why not like there's there's upside to be had there so yeah he's actually probably he's actually probably gonna crack looks like he's gonna crack my top 100 because someone else who just missed too is jordan montgomery just because i mean he's obviously gonna be in the rotation now um you know great lineup behind him great bullpen behind him uh i mean i could see a low for four era from him what do you a really about, good team. What do you think about Michael Pineda? You think he's gonna be anything? Or oh, he's missing a few some 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 time. Though. Yeah, uh, I I don't know how much how much time is he missing. I couldn't tell. Because I know he was he was on I have, roids. I have zero shares because I have no interest in owning him. But <laughs> I figured it's worth it. Might be worth noting. Um, I mean, Marco Gonzalez is someone to, um, you know, Corbin Burns. Burns is, I just if you got if the second he he's a guy you put on your watch list and just wait, man, or pick him up for a middle, like that back at middle relief type guy. But I don't know. I just I just thought I'd get a few names of guys that may have just missed it, and I think you covered that. So with that said, Mike, we're gonna call it night here. Everybody interested, you can follow us on Twitter. Mike is at SP Streamer. All things SP Streamer on on SPStreamer.com. Keeps it simple. Podcast is SP Streamer. Everything's <laughs> SP Streamer. It's very on brand. <laughs> yes <laughs> bases loaded podcast is no longer just a podcast well it is just a podcast but it's on the bases loaded network we are expanding might be looking for one more writer haven't decided yet if you are a specifically a dynasty person that is has experience writing hit me up with my dms maybe we could talk but other than that shameless plug of course you can find me on twitter at mike underscore curlin you can find the the podcast the network whatever you want to call it at Bases Loaded FBN, as in Fantasy Baseball Network. And as always, guys, we just truly appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you soon.